0: At the tail end of the crowd was a woman who weighed three hundred pounds. She had a goiter, a caramel apple, and a gray little six-year-old girl. She had the little girl by the hand and was jerking her this way and that, like a ball on the end of a rubber band. Wanda June, she said, if you don't start acting right, I'm never going to take you to a materialization again materializations had been happening for nine years, once every fifty-nine days. The most learned and trustworthy men in the world had begged heartbrokenly for the privilege of seeing a materialization. No matter how the great men worded their requests, they were turned down cold. The refusal was always the same. Handwritten by Mrs. Rumford's Social Secretary Mrs. Winston Niles Rumford asks me to inform you that she is unable to extend the invitation you request. She is sure you will understand her feeling in the matter, that the phenomenon you wish to observe is a tragic family affair, hardly a fit subject for the scrutiny of outsiders, no matter how nobly motivated their curiosities.' Mrs. Rumford and her staff answered none of the tens of thousands of questions that were put to them about the materializations. Mrs. Rumford felt that she owed the world very little indeed in the way of information. She discharged that incalculably small obligation by issuing a report twenty-four hours after each materialization. Her report never exceeded one hundred words, It was posted by her butler in a glass case bolted to the wall next to the one entrance to the estate. The one entrance to the estate was an Alice in Wonderland door in the west wall. The door was only four and a half feet high. It was made of iron and held shut by a great Yale lock. The wide gates of the estate were bricked in. The reports that appeared in the glass case by the iron door were uniformly bleak and peevish. They contained information that only served to sadden anyone with a shred of curiosity. They told the exact time at which Mrs. Rumford's husband Winston and his dog Kazak materialized, and the exact time at which they dematerialized. The states of health of the man and his dog were invariably appraised as good. The reports implied that Mrs. Rumford's husband could see the past and the future clearly, but they neglected to give examples of sights in either direction. Now the crowd had been decoyed away from the estate to permit the untroubled arrival of a rented limousine at the small iron door in the west wall. A slender man in the clothes of an Edwardian dandy got out of the limousine and showed a paper to the policeman guarding the door. He was disguised by dark glasses and a false beard. The policeman nodded, and the man unlocked the door himself with a key from his pocket. He ducked inside and slammed the door behind himself with a clang. The limousine drew away. "'Beware of the dog!' "'set a sign over the small iron door. "'The fires of the summer sunset "'flickered among the razors and needles of broken glass "'set in concrete on the top of the wall. "'The man who had let himself in "'was the first person ever invited by Mrs. Rumford "'to a materialization. "'He was not a great scientist. "'He was not even well educated. "'He had been thrown out of the University of Virginia "'in the middle of his freshman year.' He was Malachi Constant of Hollywood, California, the richest American, and a notorious rakehell. Beware of the dog, the sign outside the small iron door had said. But inside the wall, there was only a dog's skeleton. It wore a cruelly spiked collar that was chained to the wall. It was the skeleton of a very large dog, a mastiff, its long teeth meshed. Its skull and jaws formed a cunningly articulated, harmless working model of a flesh-ripping machine. The jaws closed so. Clack! Here had been the bright eyes. There, the keen ears. There, the suspicious nostrils. There, the carnivore's brain. Ropes of muscle had hooked here and here, had brought the teeth together in flesh so. Clack! The skeleton was symbolic, a prop, a conversation piece, installed by a woman who spoke to almost no one. No dog had died at its post there by the wall. Mrs. Rumford had bought the bones from...